around, drink till you drown are the words the singer screams. And I drink a toast to the ghost of all the things I have seen. Cause we are all trying so hard to be all the things that we're not. Like pretty and smart and clever and hard when we're all just weak and lost. And I am back to sin and I am at it again trying to let the demons win hello hi 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 hello Hello. Hi. Hello. My name is Nathaniel South, and we are at it again! Whoa. Yeah, we are. Three in a row. Killing it. Just killing it. Not gonna let anxiety get me down. Sorta. Kinda. Uh, I had a, I had a rough week at work and, um, I, uh, I am not a fan of capitalism as, as most of you know, um, I am very much a like, like programmed worker though. I, I do care about doing a good job and trying to be, um, I'm not making any mistakes like like it's just the way my brain is is kind of wired and I had a rough week at work and that should not um bother me the way that it does or maybe at all I don't know uh but it does and I wish it didn't and I'm trying to make it not and it's just been a rough, it's been a rough few days. Um, but it feels good to talk about it. Um, I think it's always good to verbalize these things. Um, and then there's other, there's other things. There's, uh, things that I'm not going to tell y'all about because they're that personal, you know, not necessarily about me, but about people I care about, um, that have me all worried. I'm a worrier. I'm a fretter. And then there's what I am going to talk about a bit. This this may not be a very long one uh, again, but I, I'm, I got some things I want to kind of discuss with, you know, my room and let you think about. And, you know, always DMs are open. Um, I'm not hard to find on the interwebs unless you look on Facebook. Um, uh, this is going to be kind of a follow-up in some ways to the, um, drag show that happened at the well, uh, uh, last Friday. 
So the Proud Boys showed up and were very obviously taking pictures. I think I even mentioned that in the last one, but they took a lot of photos. They were running up on the line of counter protesters and people doing security and just taking click, 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 click with their little phones. And this is this is pretty standard operating procedure for for everybody at this point. Uh, when you have a when you have a a state that no one has faith in to defend them or one side believes will allow them to terrorize, then everyone's going to just take it upon themselves to do things like doxing motherfuckers. Now, plenty of folks are going to are going to have some real real hard hard lines on on doxing as far as you never do it and that's fine you're you're allowed to believe that and i even uh understand why you believe that um uh, i get it i do um but it's a very powerful tool um uh i th- i think i i think i i personally have a hard time justifying people's home addresses but like names and like where they work especially if they're a nazi or a i you know i, I they're all nazis they're all fascists they're all white supremacists but like whatever whatever fucking cute little shit name they give themselves uh, ethno-nationalists, uh, white supremacists, uh, Christian fascists, uh, Christian supremacists, white ethno-Christian supremacists, neo-Nazis, Nazis, all of them are fuckbags. And a community t- keeps itself safe by making it hard for those people to exist in it. And I wish that it wasn't that way, and I wish that we new better ways to single those individuals out and try and change them. But that is very hard. People coming out of the, the movement is very hard because it gets in your head. You know, I still have, I still have stuff, uh, not the white supremacist stuff. I was lucky enough to only ever really flirt with it for about a year a year and a half and uh I got rid of it pretty quickly like it just didn't I don't know didn't stick with me it didn't cling to my bones um which is good but like all of that kind of um Christian fascist shit uh a lot of it's still in there at times and um it doesn't do great things to my insides and I'm still trying to like dig it out. <clears throat> so uh, all that to go back to the fucking PBs uh, took a bunch of photos and then put it up on a blog. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try and stay away from using folks' names. Like if you if you know them, you know them. If you don't know them, fuck them. They don't need more people talking about them. Even though I have a tiny, insignificant. Uh, that's not true. I love you all very different. 
very, very much, and you're all very significant to me. But, like, in the grand scheme of, like, I don't even have hundreds of people listening to these episodes. Um, that being said, I don't like platforming those motherfuckers or giving them any um, any specific uh, uh, time like that. If you want that, that's that's more of the place of, like, a I don't speak German where they're going to go through and, like, yeah, they name them. But then they shame them, and they do it in detail. And I'm, um, this is not that podcast. Um, so they uh gave all their photos to a blogger, um, here local, who then put out an article with all of these people's faces on them, and basically encouraged folks to identify them and and dox them as much as possible. And that's scary. That's, that's scary because, um, the folks on the right can be violent. Like they've, they've proven that time and time again, this, this week we just had, um, Nancy Pelosi's husband attacked in their home by a right winger. Um, and that's just the most recent example. Uh, I, but it's, it's bad. Like, it's bad. Like, things keep tensioning up. The heat keeps rising. Keeps, heat keeps rising. So if you're one of those folks that was targeted, um, let me know if there's anything I can do. Um, I'm not necessarily the most intelligent about, like, internet lockdown and scrubbing, but like I can probably get in touch with people who are smarter at it than I am. Um, some anti-fascist folks that I've gotten to know over the years. Um, I, I put up a video that I put on my Instagram and Twitter where I I said like, we, we, um, like I heard this story, um, from a different, uh, podcast but like um i believe it was up in wisconsin but there was some sharps who uh there were uh black families that were getting targeted by uh um uh the local clan fucks and the sharps who are um the good skinheads (laughs) the uh um uh you know uh uh, skinheads against, uh, uh, racism, uh, they would just sit on their porches all night with baseball bats and crowbars. And, um, I think eventually, uh, even shotguns and it was very much the community taking care of itself. The, the police weren't going to protect these families Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. And most of them are cops often agree with the fascists. That's just the the fact of it. So turning to them is not an option, really. Sometimes it makes it worse. So communities throughout the history of America have had to learn how to defend themselves. And that looks a lot of different ways. 
and has a lot of different factors and ethics involved. So, you read the title of the podcast. Let's talk about guns a little bit. I am not here to, like one, I feel like this is a good time to once again restate that when you have an episode that's just me talking, that's just me talking. What I'm about to say should in no way, shape, or form be taken as Brett or Patrick um, agreeing with, co-signing, stating uh, anything with what I'm about to say. they, They are their own human beings with their own thoughts, morals, uh, ethics, ideas, and we all overlap a ton, but I don't run these past them. So they have no way to tell me to fuck off or to, to vehemently disagree with me ahead of time. Um, so let's just start there and let's, talk a little bit about how firearms function in America and then how that possibly functions within community defense and then what that means to be somebody in the community who's decided owning firearms or how that they help and defend their community. So guns. America has been fucking all about the gun from jump from back when hunters and the military all use the same things. Uh, America was all about owning that shit. Now, part of that is because, um, there was no standing army for a long time. So, You encourage gun ownership within the populace because the populace has to occasionally become the army. So there's a lot of that DNA uh, interspersed into white America. You have black slaves who start freeing themselves or buying their way out of slavery And their relationships with guns in America is very understandable that they looked around and said, America's all about fucking guns. I should probably have guns too. And they did, often. The native populations that we uh, waged genocidal war on very quickly realized these gun things, man, do they use them all the time. We should start using them too. And they adopted firearms into their culture very early into white America for that same reason. All that to say, once again, that firearms are kind of interlaced so tightly into the culture of America. 
that does not mean that I agree with the culture itself or the gun laws or lack thereof. I would love to see it harder for people to get firearms. I would love to see some kind of, um, if you are a, if you have a history of domestic violence, you lose your right to a firearm. I think there's things that as a community that even in my kind of like, uh, anti-state, uh, ethic system, there are things that part of, of that is, is that the community can set up guidelines to keep the community safe. And I think there's a lot of very easy and very simple rules and ideas that could, could make the, the, the ownership of, of weapons, um, better for everyone, but I don't think they're going to happen. That's just the truth of it. I don't think they're going to happen. I think uh, a lot of people want them to happen and I don't, I'm not mad at them. I get frustrated sometimes because I think people ignore the realities of the situation and that causes its own dangers. But I just don't see, uh, I don't see this Supreme Court. (laughs) It's, you just have to, you have to be honest with where we're at and what's going on. Sure, if they stack the court tomorrow, if they add another uh, five justices or, or whatever, three justices, then then cool. Like, we can talk about whatever because it will change. If, if the Democrats somehow gain all three houses, all all three uh, levels of power again, federal, uh, the Senate and the house again, if they maintain that or whatever, and decide to actually do something where they pass laws because the, the Supreme court, uh, can't really fuck with laws like that are passed in the house and the Senate and signed by a president. Sure. Let's talk about whatever you want, but they have never shown their desire to do that. And I, this isn't the time to get into why that might be, but the fact of the fucking matter is, is that they don't, they haven't, they, they, they seem to indicate that they won't even something like the last assault weapons ban. Even if you could get that through, understand this. The way that assault weapons band was written, every, every AR, every AK, so every, every AR-15, which is the, the, uh, most common, uh, high powered rifle, multi, multi, you know, has a, has a magazine that goes into it and holds many bullets. 
platform in America. And I, and I'm just saying this cause I know that there's some people that just don't know what these are. So you have, you have your AK 47, which was, is that, is that classic Russian bad guy, uh, rifle, military rifle. And then you have the, uh, AR 15, which is the, um, standard, uh, um, U S army, uh, U S Marine Corps platform. Uh, theirs are different because they all can go into three burst and full auto modes. Uh, civilian, uh, rifles have to be semi-automatic. So semi-automatic means that you have to pull the trigger to fire a bullet at one pull, one bullet, one pull, one bullet. That's still a lot of bullets that can be fired very quickly. Quickly doesn't mean accurately. That's a whole other discussion, which we will kind of get into. Um, every, every, uh, every weapon like that in the old assault weapons band, it was, it was like a line in the, the way they got it through was, it was like a, a line in the sand. I think it was like 94, uh, our, our, our 95, I can't 95, 96, maybe anyways, it was a. Uh, so like in let's say 97 in April of 97 going forward you could not sell uh those kinds of semi-automatic assault weapons uh, to the public but every one of those weapons pre that date so pre-ban were still completely legal so it was not confiscation it was not, uh, you have to turn in your AR, you have to turn in your AK. It was simply, you cannot sell more ARs and more AKs. We now, this many years in the future of that, because of course that assault ban lapsed, uh, and they started selling them again, there are now hundreds of thousands of ARs in America in private hands. We're, we're talking hundreds of thousands. Why is that important? Because the people affected by a, in something like an assault weapons ban now would not be a lot of the folks that you want to be have affected by it. They they would not um, lose access to those weapons uh, of of destruction. So <laughs> the only people that would be affected by it would be new purchasers, which traditionally has been um not white men it has been uh marginalized folks who don't necessarily have a gun culture that is like as integral to their dna as white male america but will read the room and decide in different times and different like pushes uh shit things are getting pretty bad we should start buying guns <laughs> which is not not which is both understandable and uh possibly good and possibly bad which we'll get into a little bit 
Um, so the 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 all that to say is I don't even think you could get that assault weapons ban through. So we kind of, I think, have to be more honest about the moment that we're in and the situation that that is. And uh, what that situation means. I am not telling anyone to buy a gun. I think that that is inappropriate and, and unsafe and wrong to do. What I am asking you to do is possibly consider not being vocally angry if somebody else buys a gun. I am asking that. I am also asking you, person considering buying a gun or having bought a gun, to do this. One. You have to be very, very honest with yourself about your mental state to own a firearm. As is often the case with this uh, podcast, I am going to put myself in in that position and, and use myself as that honesty. I used to own a shotgun. I have I have occasionally I think in passing referenced that here on the pod. It was a inexpensive uh imported pump shotgun. I had 3 deer slugs. And in my Late 20s, early 30s, I would get done with my work week and I would get very, very intoxicated or I would take some pills and I would stare at that shotgun for a very long time and think very, very dark thoughts. Guns are objects. They are tools. They are inanimate and in that sense immoral. In not in the fact that they are bad, but in the fact that they lack morals. They don't they don't have feelings, they don't have ethics, they don't have ideas. They have triggers, they have pins. They have barrels. That push projectiles out of it. They do a function. They're a machine. So if you. Are not mentally healthy. In that way. If you have suicidal intonation. Uh, I, I ideations or those dark thoughts. Um, you shouldn't own one. 
they're too easy to have a bad moment become a permanently dark moment. Um, so before you buy that gun, before you buy that handgun, before you buy that shotgun, before you buy that AR, you should think a lot about if you should own one at all and not just the like, are guns good or bad? Are they an option for community or personal defense? Um, but like, should you have one? And I don't, I got rid of my shotgun and I have yet to buy another firearm though. I, people who know me personally know that I'm, I'm a pretty pro gun lefty these days, but I don't own one cause, uh, you never know when that kind of depression is going to hit again because it's always a potential. It's always there. Um, it doesn't make me bad. It doesn't make me wrong or, or defective. It just means that I can't own a gun, which is fine. There's other things I can do. Second, so you've thought about your mental health or the mental health of the people that you live with. That's another thing too. It's not just you. If you, if you have roommates or partners or children, like there's lots of things to think about. Um, you got to fucking use it. Like you can't just fucking buy a gun and then be like, well, cool. have a gun. I can protect people now. No, you fucking can't. It is a, it is a responsibility that you've taken upon yourself. Even if it's just personal self like defense, which I, I am not actually for. I don't, I have a hard time wrapping my brain around, uh, any object that I own that is worth killing a human being over. That's just me personally. That's me just kind of interjecting my own personal ethics here for a second. But but even if you're just thinking about that, you now have a responsibility to go to a gun range and practice using it. If you're going to concealed carry, which you no longer need a permit to do in Indiana, then not only do you need to go to a gun range and practice shooting it, you need to practice with like dry fire and, and things like that, pulling it out of a holster, aiming and shooting it and like practice it. Like it's a sporting event. Like you, like you're a high school athlete. Like you got to put hours in, you got to do reps because if you're not, then all you have is this deadly object, this deadly tool that you don't know how to use correctly. And that is where you get hurt. People around you get hurt. And hurt in ways that you don't 
One, because that's the other thing you have to wrap your your mind around for a second too, is that understand that the whole, like when you pull that trigger, you're deciding to destroy something on the other end. Uh, They used to say when I was a kid, don't point a gun at anything you don't want to shoot. Now, I uh, at least in the 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 left left wing lefty gun folks that I follow, they now use a I think more um, more to the point of don't point don't point your gun at anything you don't want to destroy because that's what bullets do they destroy. And I've shot guns like I I've I you know. I've, I've enjoyed firearms at times and it can be, it can just be fun to shoot a gun, but just, just shooting a gun, um, is way different than thinking that you're going to use a gun against another human being. So that's, that's kind of the long, you know, I don't want to get into this much more. I, Again, I'm not here to tell you how to feel about guns. I, I I stick to what I said about understanding the moment and time that we're in and understand that like there's a lot of fascist motherfuckers that are armed. Like all of them pretty much. And that's just a reality that we live with. Um and now that people are starting to get doxxed and Proud Boys are trying to take names. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And understand that that's the point. That's why they do stuff like that. They're trying to scare us all. They're trying to get us to shut the fuck up and fold. And we have to figure out how to continue to stand strong together as a community and how that looks and and how that functions for us um it's why at the very least i tell everyone um get a good um ifac an individual first aid kit get a good one get one that has uh chest seal and uh the the quick clot and quick clock gauze and and a tourniquet and get something that can deal with stab wounds and bullet wounds and learn how to use them do that before you buy the fucking gun And, and maybe if you're, if you're anti-gun, understand why somebody who has a lot of the same, uh, political and social views as you might be pro-gun. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like if a trans person talks about getting a gun, uh, maybe don't bring up that you fucking are a pacifist. I don't know. Like, cool. But like. If I was a trans woman in northern Indiana, I might not care that I had uh, issues. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, and then one more thing real quick before we uh, play uh, a song. Um, as we as we develop our community and as we develop ourselves, I would continue to ask ask the white male folk among us and and though my um own interpretation of gender these days is a little bit hazy i'm not excluding myself from that and continue to remind yourself that we grew up not having to deal with a lot of stuff and we must continue to force ourselves to listen and and no matter what we think or feel if people in in marginalized communities all or majority of them say something we should listen to that too I've had a very interesting journey from where I was to where I am. And one of the things that I think is kind of um, accidentally beneficial is I, I walked through a lot of different political ideas and social ideas. You know, I started out obviously as an evangelical uh, conservative Christian then it got a little bit more aggro. I flirted with white supremacy uh, in my teens. You know, like I've talked about on here, the four, the 15, 14, 15, 15, 16, somewhere around in there, 16, 17. Uh, then I left the church in my 20s, around 21, 20, 21. I left the church. I practiced Wicca for a bit um i i then i then got real hard into libertarianism and i was a i was a uh dirtbag libertarian for a for a for a good chunk of my 20s for a real big chunk of my 20s and so when I fucking rag on dudes that listen to Rogan and some of these other um, people that are kind of really popular amongst a certain type of white dude, um, understand that I, I talk shit from a place of having been there. Like I, like I was a fan of Joe Rogan when he didn't have a podcast and he was coming on Penn Gillette's from Penn and Teller's, uh, libertarian radio show and would debate like the moon landing and shit. He's, he, he, at least for a long time was a moon, a moon truther. Um, I thought, I thought Rogan was the fucking shit, man. Uh, even though I, I believed in the moon landing, just like this fucking dude who could like had the audacity to argue with, with like astrophysicists, 
Like, and I laugh now because I just saying that sentence is like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're a stand up fucking comedian. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, God, we just we really love a white dude that can just just carry himself with all the confidence, right? Like just fucking swagger their way into the bullshit. Um So, all that to come back around to, I get it. I get where some of that stuff can feel edgy in the right way and lefty in the right way and hip and cool and rad and subversive and it's often bullshit and does more damage than it does good and understand that like political correctness is just a slanderous way of saying empathy for other people I don't I don't watch what I say because I feel a, a a social obligation to. I watch what I say because I care about the people hearing it. I don't watch what I take into my brain because I feel a social obligation to. I watch what goes into my brain because I want to have empathy for the the people that uh are marginalized and hurt and attacked so that's that that's all i got for this week um we're now going to listen to uh a song uh, called the kids United, which feels like a positive, like when I, when I, when I've got a lot going on and, um, I'm worried about the future and I'm worried about cookie. Stop. Good boy. It's been a while since cookies made a, a bark bark on the podcast, kicking it old school. Um, when I, when I have, um, when I'm just down a little bit, I like like a lot like like some folks turn to uh positive uh hardcore and hardcore punk. And so we are going to listen to a song called The Kids United by the New York uh hardcore punk band Civ. Uh, Civ was made up of uh, multiple members from Gorilla Biscuits, uh, and and I think it was like all the folks that didn't start rival schools uh, started Civ, if I remember correctly. Rival schools is also a fucking uh, glory. They're a wonder. Like rival schools is amazing. I'll I'll have to I'll have to get into them at some point too. Um, so yeah, be anti-fascist and be anti-racist, be pro black and brown, be pro trans and queer. It's not enough to be against 
the things that are against those folks, but it's, you got to be pro those folks. You got to lift them up and lift those communities up and do it as loudly and as often as you can. Gender is a myth. It is a box that they created to keep us all trapped inside of it. Free yourself. And in freeing yourself, free the world. Until next time. the problems, what you do to solve them, talking without action. What's the difference? Something to believe in, follow when you lead it, start to pick a side, not sit on the fence. You wanna talk about the kids united, take a swing at the upper hand. You wanna talk about the kids united, in this world, you just won't listen. What's the situation in our United Nations, working for a slave way? What would you think?